your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 484 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just wanted to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the first of its kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups, winner take all. Sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. And the Rangers uh, just wrapping up a really convincing, really strong 4-1 to home victory against the reeling Philadelphia Flyers. You know, we did a crossover with Rachel Donner from uh, Locked on Philadelphia Flyers in our previous episode. And, of course, you know, the Rangers, they're playing a slumping team, and I fully expected them to come out of this game with two points. But at a certain point, you know, you start to think, you know, you're playing a team that's on a lengthy losing streak. As I mentioned in our conversation with Rachel, I think that, um, you know, at a certain point, your pride is on the line a little bit, and I had a feeling that the Flyers might come out skating hard in this game. Uh, but if they were, they were outshined by everything that the Rangers were doing in the first period because the Rangers, uh, for the first period of this game, really right from the opening shift. The opening shift, uh, Mika Zibanejad made a nice pass to Jacob Truba. Truba's shot was stopped by Carter Hart, but it kind of just set the tone for the first period and really the majority of this game uh, in general. The Rangers out chancing the Flyers and uh, just enjoying the better overall of play for pretty much the entire game. The lone exception, I would say, was probably parts of the second period. Maybe you could even say most of the second period where the Flyers maybe had the better of play. Uh, There was a five-minute major penalty against Dryden Hunt. We'll talk about that a little bit. But that was really the only portion of the game uh, where the Flyers, it felt like, kind of had the edge on the Rangers a little bit. Uh, They did not score in the five-minute major, but they seemed to find their legs a little bit. They seemed to get a little bit of jump in their game. They scored a goal not too long after the five-minute major and got back into the game a little bit, but Igor Shesterkin wasn't going to let them get any closer than that. And it's crazy, you know, Igor Shesterkin, once again, it's another uh, really, really great game for him. He was the number one star of the game on a night where a lot of Rangers played very well, and he ends up making 33 saves on 34 shots. So another fantastic night for Igor Shesterkin. But what's craziest about this to me is that I think we could sit here. I mean, I'm not going to do this right now because we got a lot to talk about in this game. But I think if we looked through the Rangers' schedule so far this season and we kind of look back on Igor Shesterkin's best performances of the season, I don't even know if tonight would crack the top five. I mean, it could. But he just had so many stellar performances and so many games where he has flat out stolen the game from the opposition that I don't even think this cracks the top five best performances for Igor Shesterkin, uh, you know, even on a night where the Madison Square Garden faithful are chanting Igor for pretty much the entire night. They're chanting Igor as the third period uh, is winding down and the, the final horn sounds and He's making some really nice saves and some pretty critical spots. But even with all that said, you know, again, stopping 33 or 34 shots, 
making sure that the Flyers go 0 for 3 on the power play, I still don't even know if this was in Igor's five best performances. And that's when you know you've got a heck of a goalie, as I think anybody that has watched this Ranger team this season would definitely, definitely attest. Another thing that, you know, coming into this game, you weren't really sure how to feel about the fact that the Rangers had not played in five days, five and a half days, sort of, because, you know, the uh, most recent time that they played was the day after Thanksgiving. That was on a Friday afternoon, a 1 p.m. start time against the Bruins, and uh, the Rangers won that game. You know, they uh, they were tied 2-2 with the Bruins. They pulled away for a 5-2 victory, and they have five days off you know, leading into this Wednesday night clash at home against the Philadelphia Flyers. And so naturally you're thinking, you know, there's two schools of thought here, right? You could either look at it as a positive, which is what I kind of chose to do, that the Rangers have been off for five days. You don't get breaks this long, usually in a standard regular season schedule, but the Rangers obviously, you know, they had their game against the Islanders postponed, gave them a little bit more time to, uh, you know, kind of gear up and get ready for this game. And they looked like a fresh team in this one. Of course, the other school of thought is that for a team that before this had won seven out of eight, it's not necessarily when you want a lengthy break. You know, you just want to get right back out there, play your next opponent, and go get another two points. But, uh, you know, regardless of uh, how you look at it, the Rangers obviously were the better team tonight, came out and just played great. Uh, again, just a fantastic night. Off the top of my head, I, I think some guys that really kind of stood out in this one, Jacob Truba, uh, getting it done offensively. He scores a power play goal to get the Rangers rolling, played great defensively as well, was hitting as always. I mean, what else is new for Jacob Truba? Just another big-time blue-collar effort from him, playing on the penalty kill the whole nine yards. The guy pretty much does it all. And I thought Capo Caco looked really dangerous as well. He ended up picking up a pair of assists. He could have had more than that. He had a couple of scoring opportunities. And something that really stands out uh, with Capo Caco for me is it's getting to the point where I think probably for the first time in his tenure as a New York Ranger, we as fans, when he's got the puck on his stick, it feels like something big is about to happen. It feels like, at the very least, the Rangers are going to have, you know, a pretty high-quality scoring opportunity. Not necessarily that they're going to score every single time, every single time, excuse me, but just the fact that you feel like, you know, he's he's going to make something happen. He's either going to rip a shot here, or he's going to make a great pass to one of his teammates and set them up for a good look at the goal. Kakpo Kako simply looks dangerous right now, and I think, you know, over these past... 10 or so games, however many it is, once he finally caught fire here. It's the first time probably his NHL tenure. I mean, he's had little spurts here and there in the past, but this is the first time where, I mean, he's looking like a bona fide star and somebody that, again, when he's got the puck, it's like, man, look out. I mean, he is going to make something happen. So that's obviously fantastic to see. And, uh, you know, we're just kind of scratching the surface here. We're going to keep breaking down this Ranger win in just a second. But first, I just wanted to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first-of-its-kind daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head -head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. -on -one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. Stat Hero head-to-head -head is what daily fantasy should be, one-on-one. -on -one. Sign up for free right now 
at sathero.com slash hockey and use promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's sathero.com slash hockey. Use promo code hockey for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash hockey. Promo code hockey. Terms and conditions apply. All right, just want to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And something that I got to mention here before we go any further with the hockey stuff, I just want to say all the best to Kevin Hayes, obviously a former Ranger, now with the Philadelphia Flyers. He's had a really rough go of it in, you know, the last, I would say, year or so, you know, however far you want to go back. Obviously, the untimely passing of his brother in the offseason and him having to have surgery and just dealing with injuries. You know, he was back for two games this season, and then he missed a whole bunch more games. And, you know, tonight against the Rangers at Madison Square Garden made his return to the lineup against his old team. I will say I was kind of holding my breath anytime he had the puck because he does tend to do well against the Rangers whenever he plays them now. And in fact, uh, somewhat late in this game, it was in the third period. The Rangers were up 3-1 to one at the time, and Igor Shesterkin made a save, and Kevin Hayes was there crashing the net, got to the rebound, but Igor Shesterkin made a really nice point-blank stop on him as well. I would not have been surprised at all if, if Kevin Hayes buried— Actually, I would have been kind of surprised just because of how well Igor Shesterkin has played, but again, Kevin Hayes always tends to do well uh, against the Rangers, and uh, just all the best to him going forward. Uh, hopefully, he's um, you know doing all right, and he's healthy, and he can uh, get back to— doing what he loves, and that's that's playing in the NHL. So uh, all the best to Kevin Hayes, like I said. I did want to talk about some of these Ranger goals as well because some of them, pretty much all of them, were just things of beauty. And the Rangers got on the board in the first five minutes. Like I said, they had to jump on the Flyers right from the opening faceoff. And the Rangers got on the power play, their first of the night. And the top power play unit for the Rangers, at least on this specific man advantage, did not really look good. Just nothing really working, not looking dangerous, not getting any opportunities. And the second power play unit got out there a little bit earlier than they typically do. And that second power play unit, for anybody who wants to know, you know, the five players, you've got Heedle, you've got Lafreniere, you've got Kako, you've got Truba, and you've got Lundqvist. And I thought that just on this one specific power play, because I'm not going to sit here and try to act like, oh, well, the, the second power play unit should play more than the first power play unit. I think anybody that's watched this Ranger team can probably agree that that is not the case. But on this one very specific power play here, I did think the second power play was looking more dangerous than the first power play. And lo and behold, as soon as I had that thought, within five seconds of me having that thought pop into my head, we get a goal from Jacob Truba taking a shot from the blue line. Uh, just kind of gets through Carter Hart. Hart was good in this game, but I would say, I mean, I don't know, maybe not a soft goal, but this is one that based on some other saves that Hart made in this game, I thought he would have been able to come up with this. But uh, he scores. You know, he had Hedl and Lafreniere in front of the net, but neither one of them touched it. Uh, they were both there. You know, if there's going to be a rebound, maybe looking for a deflection. But Truba just beats him clean. And I also want to give a shout-out to uh, Anthony J on Twitter. I can tell he's been listening to the podcast for a while because after this goal was scored, he sent me a message on Twitter that just said, you know, with an exclamation point, fourth line on the ice after a goal. And Anthony, uh, you read my mind, man. I I've been really kind of... I've kind of gone through these stages where at the start of the season, you know, the Rangers would scuffle a little bit on the shift following a goal, and I would kind of float the idea of maybe putting the fourth line out there on the ice for the shift that follows a goal. Then I started, you know, suggesting it with a little bit more force. Now I'm basically outright demanding it. I got to see that fourth line on the ice after a goal is scored in a Ranger game because those guys have played so well, and it just seems like when they're on the ice, the puck is always in the attacking zone. And for a team that 
you know, maybe that's been a little bit of an Achilles heel to shift following a goal. If you find a line that kind of excels in that situation, then you got to run with it. And I think the Rangers are starting to do that. And uh, again, shout out to Anthony for, for pointing that out. And, uh, you know, obviously listen to at least a couple episodes of this podcast. Um, there was also a play that I wanted to call out here made by Patrick Nemeth. Uh, Nils Lundqvist, first of all, let's start with him. I thought he overall had a pretty solid night for the Rangers. There was a play early in the game where Cam Atkinson was kind of bringing the puck up the boards and Lundqvist checked him. I mean, it wasn't a bone-jarring hit or anything like that, but just enough to knock him off the puck and break up a potential scoring opportunity. Lundqvist later in the game made a nice defensive play that, uh, you know, he went down to the ice, broke up a pass, prevented a possible centering attempt from the Flyers. So that was nice to see Lundqvist continuing to gradually improve as this season progresses here. And his defense partner uh, had a nice night as well. Again, I don't think Patrick Nemeth has been nearly as bad as certain Ranger fans make him out to be. He's just been okay. And I think that's what the Rangers were kind of looking for. They just wanted a steady veteran, not somebody who's going to produce at a Hall of Fame level, just a steady pair of hands back there. And I thought he was really good in this game. And the play that I'm referring to here that he made, uh, Lundqvist actually fell down on this play. So Nemeth is the only guy back. The Flyers have a three-on-one. This is looking like it's going to be, you know, an A-plus scoring opportunity for Philly. And instead... Nemeth is in the center of the ice. He goes down to his stomach and uh, just smothers a pass. You know, they tried to, I, I believe, move it from the left wing to the right wing. And Lundqvist just made an outstanding play there and broke up the scoring opportunity. So that was great to see as well. And it kind of leads me to a bigger point that I want to make is that every single player on this New York Ranger team, and, and maybe this goes without saying when you're dealing with a team that has won eight out of nine games, but I feel like every single player just about on this roster is playing better now or at least as good as they were playing at the start of the season. And in some ways, a team is the sum of all of its parts. And right now, all the parts are firing on all cylinders. And it's just a blast to see. Uh, you know, obviously, a lot of us came into this season with some pretty high hopes, some pretty high expectations. But I don't know. I mean, did you guys think that uh, we were going to go through a stretch from, you know, the middle of November to the beginning of December now where the Rangers would win eight of nine? I, I'm not so sure I would have said that, but hey, I'll take it. I mean, they, they really look great right now. And like I said, every single player on this roster uh, contributing to this hot streak for this team. Also got to talk about the Rangers' second goal of the night, that of course being scored by Dryden Hunt, who continues his really strong play and continues to take advantage of a golden opportunity getting to play alongside Artemi Panarin and Ryan Strom. And this goal was a thing of beauty. You had uh, Adam Fox passing out of his own zone into the neutral zone across the ice to Artemi Panarin. Panarin passes back to his right. Again, a, a rink-wide pass, basically, to Dryden Hunt. Springs him into the attacking zone, and Hunt takes it in stride. And what a goal by Dryden Hunt here. I mean, showing off some real skill here. He basically has the puck on his backhand, moves it to his forehand, and in so doing, he plays the puck between the skate and the stick of the Philly defenseman and gets it to his forehand all in one motion, lets it fly, and scores his third goal of the season, giving the Rangers a 2 to nothing lead. Uh, again, less than halfway into the first period here. And, you know, we came up with this fictitious Ryan Lindgren Award the other day, and I'm not going to get into all that again, but uh, Trident Hunt definitely strengthening, strengthening his case for this Locked on New York Rangers exclusive fictitious award or whatever you want to call it. But uh, he's really come out of nowhere to become a really strong player for this New York Ranger team. And that's obviously a lot of fun to see. It's always fun to see guys that overachieve. And we will continue talking about this Ranger win in just a second. We're specifically going to hone in on what was a pretty epic penalty kill. Five straight minutes of, uh, you know, keeping the Flyers at bay. Just barely, but the Rangers kind of bent but didn't break on that penalty kill. And like I said, we will get to that in just a second. But first, I want to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by 
by Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me right. Got beard? Get primal. If you or somebody you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. Their goal is to help others look good and live healthier lives through the use of natural oils. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did. Most companies focus on the fragrance first, and that leads to a product that does not feel good on the skin, so we took a step back and focused on the ingredients first to ensure a product that feels great and still smells fantastic. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and feel in beard to the other companies you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember the code locked on gets you 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off. Primaloriginoils.com. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. And just wanted to thank you guys once again for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We will get to, like I said, this just epic penalty kill by the Rangers, five consecutive minutes, and, uh, you know, just keeping the Flyers at bay like I was talking about just a second ago. But I actually got to back up for just a second. There's a couple other things I want to hit on real quick here. Uh, the Rangers, it looked for just a second like they had maybe made the score 3 to nothing in the first period. You had Adam Fox gaining entry and making a centering pass to Kevin Rooney, and Rooney tips it in from the doorstep. That was going to make the score 3 to nothing. The goal was disallowed due to the Rangers being offside. And the linesman immediately blew his whistle on this. And I saw a lot of Ranger fans, you know, on Twitter and whatnot. And uh, even Joe Micheletti was doing this. And Sam and Joe are the best in the business. I wouldn't trade these two for any other team's announcers on any day. Uh, but Micheletti, I think he missed something because it looked to me at least like... You know, the Rangers, they, they gain the, the entry, and obviously Fox sets up Rooney from the doorstep. But I think, well, I know that the whistle had blown, and it certainly looked like the Flyers had let up, and definitely Carter Hart had let up. Carter Hart was not even trying to stop this shot by Rooney. So, yes, it was a bad call by the linesman, and it clearly should not have been offside. But to say that the score definitely would have been 3 nothing, I don't think that's right either, because obviously if the whistle hadn't blown, then Carter Hart would have, like, you know, made an attempt to keep this puck from going into the net. So, um, yeah, bad call by the linesman there. Would have been interesting to see what could have happened. Maybe the Rangers would have scored anyway. Maybe Fox still would have put it on a tee for Rooney, and Rooney would have chipped it home. Uh, I think that would be would have been his sixth goal of the season, which is pretty crazy. You know, Kevin Rooney racking up some goals this season. But, uh yeah, just wanted to kind of uh, call some attention to that play. And then we also had a five-minute major 
called against Dryden Hunt for charging. He gets a game misconduct as well. And, you know, Braun was cut pretty bad above his eye on the play. They review it. They uphold it. Gerard Gallant was very mad on the bench about it. And, you know, the Rangers have a five-minute, uh, you know, PK here forthcoming. And I don't know. I mean, to me, I've seen worse infractions than this not get called as five-minute majors or maybe in some instances not even be called penalties at all. I think for sure it definitely was a penalty. I'm not so sure I would have thrown him out of the game for this instance. And I try to always be fair here. And I think a, a really good barometer, if you're a Ranger fan watching this, Imagine if this happened the other way around. Let's say that instead of Hunt hitting Braun, Braun hit Hunt like this. Now, would we have been calling for a five-minute major and a game misconduct? I honestly, Bible truth, do not think I would have been doing that. I, I don't know that this hit, whether it's the Rangers doing it to the Flyers, the Flyers doing it to the Rangers, the Coyotes doing it to the Sharks, whoever it is, it doesn't really matter to me. I don't think that this was worthy of uh, you know a five-minute major and a game misconduct. Unfortunately, that's what they called. And uh, you know Dryden Hunt, who was off to a heck of a start in this game, uh, has to watch the rest of it from the locker room, but it does lead into what was, you know, one of the highlights of the night. I thought the Rangers did a phenomenal job on this penalty kill here. They start with Goudreau, Truba, Nemeth, and Rooney, and, you know, the Flyers, they come in four for their last 50 on the power play, and after this, it's four for 51. Uh, you've got Fox, Lindgren, Kreider, and Mika out there for a while. There was a wild scramble. I, I realize I'm kind of going play-by-play -play here, but to do this whole instance justice, I kind of have to. And I know a lot of you guys watch the game, but I think it's worth reliving all this insanity that happened here. But anyway, during a scramble, you got Chris Kreider knocking his guy down to the ice to prevent a scoring opportunity. That was great to see. You had Igor Shesterkin making you know kind of a sprawling save. The puck went off the crossbar, so a little bit of help from the iron there. But the way Igor Shesterkin has played, I think he's uh, earned a break or two like that. And then we had an instance where Igor actually lost his stick, and Jacob Truba, you know, he's Johnny on the spot, and he gives his stick to Igor Shesterkin. So... You know, Igor's out there playing with a defenseman stick, which always looks kind of funny. It, it, it's always just kind of amusing to me anytime I see a goalie uh, having to use a skater's stick. But obviously, it's better than nothing. And uh, Truba made the right call there, giving up his stick. But then you get Igor making another fantastic save. He robs Cam Atkinson. Now Rooney sees an opportunity to give his left-handed stick to Jacob Truba. So Truba's out there, despite being a ready shot, having to play with a left-handed stick on the penalty kill. Hey, I mean, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? You know, when you're when you're under duress on the penalty kill and there's all this chaos going on, I guess you'll take whatever you can get here. But that was just kind of funny to see, uh, you know, Truba Alrighty have to play with a left-handed stick in that instance there. Uh, but you finally get a clear, and then you get Igor Shesterkin leaving his crease, sprinting into the corner to get his stick. And as he's picking up his stick, he basically throws Truba's stick forward uh, to just get rid of it. Obviously, you can't play with two sticks. Uh, but, you know, then there's less than a minute left. You get a takeaway and a clear by Truba. Again, Truba was fantastic in this game. The people that criticize him, I mean, I guess he has a miscue every now and then. And I know he does have a big contract, but this guy comes to play every single night and is a tone setter for this team. Would not give him away for, well, I mean, there's certain things I'd probably give him away for. But uh, it, look, if the Oilers want to offer me uh, Connor McDavid straight up for Jacob Truba, I get the feeling I'd probably pull the trigger there. But you get what I'm saying here. I, I'm glad that Jacob Truba is on this team and a uh, big, big part of what the Rangers are trying to accomplish this season. But then you get Igor Shesterkin covering the puck with six seconds remaining. And the reason I bring that up is I'm pretty sure there was not a single play stoppage in this power play up until this point. The Flyers end up with eight shots on goal during this man advantage, but they do not score. Just a great job by Igor Shesterkin. Uh, Jacob Truba, you know, handing off his stick. Kevin Rooney handing off his stick. And just the Ranger penalty killers in general doing a fantastic job here. Bending but not breaking. And uh, 
making sure the, the Flyers did not get on the scoreboard here. Now, the Flyers did score soon after this, but that was as close as they would get. You had the Rangers sealing the deal late in this game. The Flyers pulled their goalie, and Artemi Panarin straight up steals the puck in the attacking zone from Giroux and shoots it right into the net to uh, seal the win there. 4-1 to one with less than a minute remaining, and just like that, the Rangers have won eight out of their last nine. And, you know, one other thing that we got to talk about for sure here in the third period, Barclay Goodrow ended up taking a puck straight to the face. And I don't know if there's been an update on him. I'll check social media on that in just a second. But basically what happened, you got our old friend Keith Yandel. He's looking to shoot from the point. It deflects off of the blade of Goudreau's stick and just shoots upward. Looked like it might have even gotten him like in the eye area. But, you know, you watch the slow motion replay of this and you can see pieces of something flying through the air, which obviously makes you nervous as a, as a fan watching this. And what happened, it looked like the visor actually kind of broke, and that's what you were seeing as far as the debris, you know, shooting into the air there. I mean, for a second, I'm thinking like, God, I, I hope that's not, you know, two teeth going in two opposite directions here, but it looked like that was part of the visor, which isn't good either. I don't think those visors should be able to break like that, but I suppose, you know, they're human-made, they're not infallible. But uh, yeah, hopefully Goudreau's okay. And in fact, let me just check for an update on that real quick here. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything definitive one way or the other, but uh, I will give a shout out to Greg from Blue Shirts Breakaway because uh, this tweet actually did make me laugh out loud here. Uh, this is what Greg had to say. He said, the Elaine Vigneault-led Philadelphia Flyers are giving up odd man rushes to Barclay Goodrow and Ryan Reeves. And he had Goodrow and Reeves, you know, their names in all caps there. So uh, that is kind of funny to think about. And yeah, you know, that I remember that play he was talking about. It was a 2-1-1. Goudreau, you know, the, the defenseman was down. He tried to get his pass over to Ryan Reeves. Reeves had a couple whacks at it on the, on the doorstep there. And, uh, you know, they couldn't quite stuff at home. But I mean, that fourth line, can't say enough good things about them. They just bring it every single night. And as far as the three stars of the game, you got Capo Caco as the third star, Jacob Truba as the second star, Igor Shesterkin as the first star, all very well deserved. And again, I was talking about Capo Caco playing the really best hockey that we've ever seen him play in the NHL. And to kind of further illustrate my point here, he went pointless in his first 10 games this season. And he has since, in the seven games that have followed, put up three goals and five assists in that time, obviously just looking like a completely different player, a player that's playing with a lot of confidence, and rightfully so. And you just hope that this is the beginning of big things, you know, because any moment could be the moment. Any hot streak could be the hot streak, whether it's Kako, whether it's Heedle, who looked good in this game, whether it's Lafreniere, who I think also looked good in this game, whether it's any of these young players that we're expecting big things out of from the New York Rangers, any little hot streak could be the star of just a phenomenal career for this New York Ranger team. And uh, we'll all just continue to keep our fingers crossed that that's what we're seeing from Capo Caco here. Again, just a fantastic night. His his passes were just completely on point and uh, just, just great to see him finally, you know, starting to spread his wings a little bit at the NHL level. And like I said, all we can do is just cro cross our fingers that that continues uh, going forward here. The other thing that I wanted to mention, it's obviously now the start of December, but the Rangers in November had themselves quite a month. They went 7-2-2, two, and two, and they also had two games postponed in the month of November, but 7-2-2, two, and two, and that's after losing their first three games of the month. Two of those grand were in overtime, but be that as it may, the Rangers obviously really caught fire here, and uh, for December 1st, 
it's basically the same deal because the Rangers pretty much cruised to this win tonight and for the most part dominated the Philadelphia Flyers the way that you would hope that the Rangers would dominate a team that has obviously been scuffling coming into the action here tonight. So uh, that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our fifth and final episode of the week, we're going to be talking about basically the Rangers November. Obviously, we just kind of scratched the surface there. I gave you the record for the month, but just going to kind of go ahead with some of the biggest takeaways from the month of November uh, as it pertains to the New York Rangers. Now, make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms.